The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning, everyone. I'm trustee and associate pastor Edmunds Broad Sr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station, KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station, KCSG Channel 8 of St. George, Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, Nevada, and Arizona. And from 11 to 12 midnight on station, KGBY TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, as well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon a landmark in Cali for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and A. to B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn, Sr., in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals, in convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. 
Before we open the musical portion of the program, I would like to extend an invitation to those currently residing or visiting the beautiful island of Maui. Today, the Maui Branch Church will be celebrating its 64th anniversary, and I'm sure Maui Pastor Kenneth and his loving helpmeet, Dolly Alvera, will rejoice to have you attend the service. Located at 1211 Front Street in Lahaina, Maui, service will begin promptly at 10 a.m., with Sunday school beginning at 9 a.m. If you're able to, and you want to enjoy sweet fellowship with the Maui Saints, come. Join us and you will surely be blessed. We've all experienced challenging days. It doesn't matter the depth or length of the tribulation. We have all come across days when we question our faith. It's normal to feel the weight of the trial. We are, after all, human. What separates a spirit-filled believer from the unbeliever is knowing that Jesus will be there to guide you out of your test and trial. The Apostolic Faith Church Choir, directed by Emilio Hahn, will bless us with a beautiful song entitled, Plant a Little Seed. The choir will be accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano, Pohaku Kora on the organ. Please join in and sing along. The words have been provided for your convenience. Like caring for a garden, it takes work and care to continue to work and live the life Jesus wants us to live. Thank you, choir. 
Now the church band, led by head pastor Billy Hahn Jr., will gather together and play for the Lord and for you the number entitled God's Wonderful People. It takes great care to live the life of Jesus. The believer knows that there will be days when getting out of bed becomes a hardship, when facing the trials and tribulations of the day brings so much anxiety that running away looks tempting. We must learn to trust in our Heavenly Father. Trust and know that Jesus will not only provide the answers you need, but He gives you peace and sweet joy. Our soloist for this morning, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing, will present his rendition of the wonderful melody entitled, Trusting Jesus. Marvin will be accompanied by Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. on the piano, yours truly and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, and Iris Locke on the drums. Through 
the greatest comfort, the greatest joy. Thank you, Marvin. Let me pose this question to you. Are you willing to work for the Lord, to bring the lost to Him, to testify, sing, play songs of praises, glorifying the work and wonders of the Lord? The time is now to come and serve Him while there is time. There is definitely a need. The church choir will once again sing their rendition of the number entitled, I Will Go. Let us go, saints and friends. Let us go and do his work in Jesus' name.
Our instrumentalist for this beautiful Sunday is Punahele Kapuni, and she will play on her auto hop the wonderful song entitled Sweet By and By.
Beautiful rendition, Punaheli. Thank you very much. The vocal group, the Daughters of Judah, will close the musical portion of the program by coming together and singing for you and for the Lord the melody entitled The Solid Rock. Remember, saints and friends, all experiences in life, all heartaches, sorrows, sorrows, joys, and celebrations can only stand firm on the solid rock, the mighty foundation known as our heavenly Savior, Jesus. It gives me such pleasure to dedicate today's number to a faithful and truly dedicated sister in the Lord. This sister lovingly gives her all to the Lord's gospel work and does with abundant joy. This number is dedicated to Rose Pohaku Carter. Pohaku, may the good Lord continue to pour out his abundantful blessings upon you. Have a joyous Sunday and a blessed week. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. When darkness seems to veil his face, changing grace in every high and stormy gale my anchor holds within the veil on Christ the solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand on Christ the solid rock I stand
Praise the Lord, and good morning, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for a viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 <clears throat> in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KCGSGTV channel 8 of St. George, Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, Nevada, and Arizona. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado from 6 to 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday School for All Ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At Okamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Kessenari Sr. in Kanakakai Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asanos in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Associate Pastor Trustee Edwin Sprode Sr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Edwin? Thank you, Melvin. We feel truly blessed to have the opportunity to share the good news of the glorious gospel of the kingdom of God with you, our television congregation. Through these weekly telecasts, mankind's human instincts causes him to embrace sin and shun the Lord Jesus Christ's sacrifice and call to accept his promise for everlasting life in heaven above. However, it is my diligent prayer that we will all heed the commandments of Jesus Christ by accepting his plan of salvation, repenting of our sins, and being baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And... We pray that today's gospel message entitled Going the Extra Mile for Jesus Christ will draw us all a step closer to our Lord and Savior, 
Jesus Christ. The Lord's path is always the straight and narrow way, which for many may appear to be a difficult and constant uphill climb. However, be reassured that the easy downhill path will lead directly into eternal condemnation. And it is certainly, it certainly would be a distressful fate for anyone to hear the Lord Jesus Christ say at his judgment seat, Depart, I know you not. Vice, hearing him call us to enter into his place of rest and safety. Therefore, today's sermon is to encourage every man, woman, and child to come and accept the Lord Jesus Christ today and work out our own salvation immediately with fear and trembling. God's heavenly reward is based upon our own position in the, is not based upon our own position in the Christian realm, but rather it is based purely upon the faith and obedience we possess in our personal lives. Through faith, we believe that all things are possible with God. And we firmly believe there is nothing too hard for Jesus Christ to accomplish on our behalf. In 2 Timothy 4.8, we learn this truth. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. We must faithfully serve the Lord Jesus Christ, God himself, who stood alongside Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Paul, Peter, and others, because he is standing by our side here today. The Lord Jesus Christ will give each and every one of us the strength to fulfill his will and to execute what he asks us to do for him. The Apostle Paul demonstrated what it means to go the extra mile and to give 110% effort of ourselves in the Lord's gospel work. When Paul's impending death, with Paul's impending death, he found comfort in knowing that a crown awaits all those who will finish the race set before them. On the road to Damascus, the Lord Jesus Christ converted Paul and taught him to exercise humility in his Christian walk even until his last breath. He did not claim the crown for himself alone, but acknowledged that it is available to all who will believe. And in his parting breath, he exclaimed, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. 2 Corinthians 4, 14 through 18 denotes, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus Christ shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound 
to the glory of God, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Beyond the pain and suffering of this physical life, we find the kingdom of God with eternal life that the Lord Jesus Christ has prepared for every believer. Therefore, the things we encounter in this earthly life can be overcome through the strength of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we will also find peace, joy, and comfort in Him. God's Word in Luke 21, 27 through 28 instructs, And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. The blessed hope of the church is the glorious appearing of the great God and Savior Jesus Christ in all of His glory. Romans 8.18 adds this encouragement. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. We must live our lives in Christ Jesus and always remember to give Jesus Christ, God Himself, the praise and glory for everything we have been blessed with. Our hearts must be focused on eternity and our minds must be fixed upon Jesus Christ and His glory. Then we will be blessed with good health, love, and faith as we focus on the things to come. Galatians 2.20 gives us this exhortation. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. As believers in Christ Jesus, let us testify and share the gospel of the kingdom of God with others to confirm our earthly ministry. And through every test, trial, or persecution, we have the confidence that the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is with us all the way. Paul states this word of truth in 2 Corinthians 12.10, Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Romans 8.38-39 also encourages us, saying, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, the primary question posed to every man, woman, and child today must be, have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? 
If their response is no, then we must invite them to accept the gospel of the kingdom of God that Jesus Christ himself preached on the shores of Galilee for the salvation of their souls. A man named Nicodemus saw the wonderful miracles performed by Jesus Christ and approached him to ask the salvation, about the salvation of his soul. John 3, 2 and 4 highlights this conversation. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? The Lord Jesus Christ gave all mankind this commandment in John 3, 5. It reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus Christ further concluded in John 3, 6 and 7, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ resembles the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ is mandatory for the salvation of our souls. And it is an integral part of God's salvation plan. 1 Peter 3.21 therefore tells us, The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Naaman, a captain of the Syrian army, desired to be healed of his leprosy after hearing the testimony of the Israelite maid who was a servant to his wife. However, because of his pride and arrogance, he questioned the instructions given to him by the prophet Elisha, and that prevented him from understanding the simplicity and healing found in Christ Jesus. Naaman asked why he couldn't dip himself in the rivers of his Syrian homeland instead of in the river Jordan as instructed by the prophet. However, he later conceded and was healed after dipping himself seven times in the river Jordan. If Naaman had not humbled himself and followed God's instructions, he would have never been healed. Therefore, we too must follow God's instruction given in Mark 16, 15. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. The simplicity of the gospel of the kingdom of God always confounds the wise and brings an end to the, their earthly wisdom. 1 Corinthians 1, 20 to 21 offers this exhortation of faith. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. The Apostle Peter on the day of Pentecost used the keys to the kingdom of God given to him by the Lord Jesus Christ to unlock God's plan of salvation. And the Jews in Jerusalem who heard his preaching asked this question in Acts 2.37. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, 
Men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter replied in Acts 2.38, with God's commandment to every man, woman, and child, it reads, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Lord Jesus Christ confirmed Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost by sending in 3,000 souls to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And in Acts 2, 7 and 8 and 11 through 12 and 21, it reads, And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. What they witnessed on that day was the power of God's Holy Spirit being manifested by, in, manifested in a manner never before seen since the days of the prophets. Acts 4.12 therefore confirms the authority and saving power vested in the name of Jesus Christ. It reads, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. And Philippians 2, 9 and 10 further states, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. 2 Corinthians 6, 1 and 2 also denotes, We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Yes, dear television viewers, we encourage you to seize this moment of grace, for the time is short, and Jesus Christ is coming soon. Let us prepare ourselves for the appointed time when Jesus Christ will return to call up his bride, the church, saying, Come up hither. We do not know the day, nor the year, and even the angels in heaven do not know when Jesus Christ will return to gather his saints from the earth. Therefore, we live today in crucial times, and as believers, we must make the right choices to be ready, willing, and available when he returns. Today's tough times requires tough saints of God who are willing to make tough decisions. The prophet Elisha was faced with a tough decision, not knowing when the Lord Jesus Christ would take away the prophet Elijah, who had been his mentor. The prophet Elisha was humble, was from humble beginnings, and his calling to assist Elijah was not filled with grandeur, but instead he was called while plowing his father's field. 1 Kings 19, 19-21 denotes, So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shapheth, 
who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him, and he with the 12th. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with their instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. Here we find the significance of Elisha's calling. Upon seeing Elisha, Elijah throws his mantle upon Elijah's shoulders, which is a token of investiture with the office of a prophet and an adoption of a son. Elisha delays his departure only long enough to say farewell to his father and mother and dissolves his earthly belongings by cooking his oxen in its entirety and distributing the meat for the people to eat. Approximately 10 years pass when the Lord decides Elijah's ministry will come to an end. The prophet's mantle was first used to indicate that Elisha was being called into service. And secondly, the same mantle was given to him to show that the Spirit of the Lord rested upon him. Did Elijah know that he would not see death and that he would be raptured instead? We strongly believe that the Lord Jesus Christ gives his servants foreknowledge so that they might prepare. Whatever the Lord chooses to reveal unto his servants regarding the gospel work, we humbly accept and perform it with all spiritual diligence and of obedience. In 2 Kings 2, 1 to 3, it exhorts. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I, will pray, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel, and the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from the, thy head today? And he said, Yeah, I know it. Hold your peace. The heart of Elisha was focused on the departure of Elijah. And in his heart, Elisha knew something special and magnificent would occur. Elisha was inquisitive about his master's departure. And he therefore followed Elijah to see the blessings of God revealed. Throughout his apprenticeship, Elisha demonstrated his faithful commitment to Elijah, his master. And his love for him outweighed the needs of his personal life. In God's word, the Bible daily reminds us all likewise to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Similarly, Elisha was determined to be with Elijah until the very end, learning, absorbing, and observing as much as he could while Elijah was upon the earth. Elisha seized the moment because he knew there would not be another opportunity. Elijah and Elisha continued to walk and talk together in spite of knowing some great thing would happen shortly with a sudden appearance of God's glory. Elijah knew his departure was at hand, and until the moment occurred, he continued to train Elisha in the wonderful ways and works of the Lord Jesus Christ that he himself had experienced. Elisha 
was also in a similar state of mind and was excited and invigorated to be a witness to the glory and spiritual workings of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was also learning more and more of the huge responsibility he was about to assume as God's prophet upon the earth. 2 Kings 2, 9 and 3, 13 offers this exhortation. And it came to pass while they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. It happened so suddenly and quickly. And as soon as it started, it was over with Elijah being caught up and disappearing out of sight. If Elisha did not cling to Elijah's side, he would not have seen and been able to experience the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, Elijah symbolizes the child of God who would be raptured to meet the Lord Jesus Christ in the air. Elisha, like the kings and prophets before him, was instructed by the Lord to do his holy and perfect will. The scene ends with Elijah being caught up to be with the Lord and his mantle falls upon Elisha. The first miracle to be performed at the hands of Elisha was the parting of the river Jordan. Previously, Elijah had parted the waters with his mantle and they both crossed over on dry ground. Now the 50 sons of the prophets watched Elisha from Jericho with astonishment as he smote the waters of the Jordan, calling on the name of the Lord. And the waters of the Jordan parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. They rejoiced, saying in 2 Kings 2.15, The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. God's word in the Bible clearly relates to us the translation of Enoch into heaven. In Hebrews 11:5, it reads, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And Joshua, upon succeeding Moses, was instructed by the Lord to do as Moses, his servant, commanded him to do in, in Joshua 1.7 that reads, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right or to the left, that thou mayest prosper wheresoever thou goest. Doing the will of the Lord Jesus Christ and bearing our own cross means that we are making every effort to go the extra mile with the Lord Jesus Christ. Hence, let us draw ourselves closer to the Lord Jesus Christ each and every passing day to prepare for the soon coming return in clouds of glory to call up his bride, the church, saying, Come up hither, come up hither, come up hither. If you would like to know more about God's word, the church, 
and review these telecast presentations in their entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, trustee and associate pastor Edmund Sproach Sr. expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your home. May the good Lord bless you and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. As we end another glorious hour of the kingdom of God crusade telecast, our church band will play an uplifting song entitled Sweeter As The Years Go By.
preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.